This is Adam from Kairos, and you're listening to the Progcast. Welcome to the Progcast. I'm your host, Dario, and you're listening to episode 60 i'm in the moonbase studios and with me over skype is adam from kairos hey adam how are you doing hello hello i'm good i'm good thank you we like to start our episodes uh, usually or our, our interviews or talks with uh, with uh, with our guests with a little section that we like to call what's in your rock man uh, <laughs> <laughs> um you can probably imagine what that means so um what have you been listening to lately? Um, oh boy, what have I been listening to? I've been listening to a mix of things lately, but um, not a lot of prog. Doesn't not matter. Doesn't matter. We're we're open. We're we're not uh, any. That's good. Like, That's what I like to hear. Yeah, open-minded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been really enjoying the new Dua Lipa album. Oh. Um, so that dropped a few weeks ago, and um, yeah, it's just it's some really good pop. I really right. enjoy it. It's got some great production in it, some really good pop songwriting, um, and it's uh, it's definitely up there for me. Any specific of, uh, uh, tracks that stand out for you that we could put in the playlist even? Oh, Future Nostalgia, the actual title track of the album, like the first track. I love it. It's fantastic. It's got such a great vibe to it, and the production is just, oh, it's so clean. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely the first track. All right. Uh, any any anything else you you have? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've had a, a mix of things going. So I've been listening to um, uh, Poppy, Poppy's new album. I don't know if, how many of your listeners will be familiar with Poppy, but she um, she spent many years kind of releasing very bubblegum pop stuff, but then recently signed to Sumerian Records and is now putting out almost progressive metal type stuff i, I have <laughs> so, actually listened to the album yeah no it's it's it, i think it so far it's like one of my albums of the year oh cool <laughs> um so yeah that's um those have been on heavy rotation recently it, it, it's, uh, it's 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 been a while since i listened to it like a couple of months months already um but the, the, uh, let me quickly check which there there was one track i like the 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 first track I heard um, was like starting very very slowly and and then got really crazy towards the end. Let me check um, if I can find uh, the. It, I think it was ah it was the last song on the album. Don't go outside. Oh yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I I love that track. The way it brings back all of the melodies from earlier on the in the album. And just references all of that, and then just ties up the album in a really nice bow. It's great. I love it. <laughs> so, so should I put that as well? You're, oh yeah, you're okay with that. Okay, yeah, yeah, cool. absolutely. Yeah. Um. Uh, now that you mentioned that, like, that usual that, that treat um, of um, yeah, wrapping up an album with bringing back motives and stuff that you usually associate with progressive rock <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah it's been, a very prog thing to do i've been just talking uh to louis from ebon ivory from australia and mm -hmm. yeah they 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 also had all these uh motives going on 
Um, so yeah, that's cool. That's the uh, second track uh, for you. Don't go outside. Um, very very fitting for these times as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> very much. Um, yeah, as as I don't know what I will be listening to in two weeks when this will yeah. be coming out. Um, I, um, Talking into the future. When, when I was uh, preparing for this episode, um, I remembered actually the first time I got in contact with uh, you guys, with Kairos, and that was a couple of years ago, and you were on tour with Spock's Beard and Special Providence. And I saw, yes, good times. Uh, I saw that package uh, here in Augsburg. Um, that's close close to Munich. And I think it was like one day or so after you guys actually um, announced the name change of the band name. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that was, it was a complicated time for us because we weren't anticipating changing the name at that time specifically, but we kind of had to. Like everything lined up in such a way that we had to, and um, you know, we in the middle of that tour, whilst that tour was happening, we were also going through the whole like uh, parting of ways with GEP as well. Yeah. So that whole second half of 2015 was a very um, stressful time. <laughs> okay, I see. Um, yeah, but it was a great tour. Uh, three cool bands and. Um, Uh, it just uh, happened to be like two days ago was the first of June and that's always the day I go back to classic Spock's Beard song June oh, yeah, <laughs> came yeah, upon yeah. us much too soon <laughs> and um, adding to that I also uh, listened to the I think the tour was the the first tour with Ted Leonard on vocals, if I remember correctly, or well, he was like pretty mm. new in the band. I think it was the second, or, or the second, the second tour. European tour, because I yeah. remember seeing them on the first one with Ted back in 2014, yeah. I think it was, or no, or 2013. I think it was 2013. Yeah, I think I saw them at on, on on the night of the Prog Festival uh, on Lorelei. Um, before and then that but i but i think that tour was for the uh brief nocturnes album or was it yeah yeah yeah, yeah so was, from yeah. from the brief nocturnes and uh whatever the rest the of dream, the album dream the sleep dream I think. the sleep yeah something like that yeah. um the the not quite epic but uh yeah the big track at the end with a monster guitar solo waiting for mm -hmm. me and as a third yeah. entry I I'm gonna put uh, the special providence hit single of sorts, "Lazy Boy," <laughs> to Great. reminisce Great. those times. Um, I miss that tour. It was a very good tour, like um, touring with Special Providence and Spock's Beard. It was full of great memories. A really good time. That's that's amazing. That's super cool. Uh, I yeah, I also had a great time, uh, as I said, um, but that. That was like five years ago or something. Yeah, 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 five years ago. And a lot has happened in the meantime. Mm. Um, yeah, what, what, what's going on in the Kairos camp? <laughs> a lot, I have Ooh, seen and it's, heard. It's been a, a busy few years. So we, um, well, I mean, even, even then, if we go back to 2015, we hadn't even released Vox Humana yet. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So 
at that point, I remember distinctly, we wanted to get out a, we wanted to release something for the Spock's Beard Tour um, to fund the album, to fund Vox Humana. And I have this 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 funny story of um, literally a couple weeks before the tour started, we came up with the idea of, um, okay, well, we're in the process of parting ways from GEP. What if we ask them for the masters and then we get st- we, we put out like a little um, teaser kind of EP for the album for Vox Humana. But um, we then very quickly learned that to be able to have a physical CD pressed, um, we would need to deliver the, the completed files the day the next day after we realized like after we came up with this idea <laughs> we only had like 24 hours to basically mix an ep oh, <laughs> and then send it to the pressing plant so we 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 got it yeah we did it we we drove down to southampton to pick up the files from uh, rob's studio down in southampton and then um we mixed this uh, EP. So this is the beta EP, which you can still get, actually, is on our on our store. Ah, cool. Um, and we mixed that entire thing overnight. We pulled an all-nighter, and then Robin took the masters the next morning at 7 a.m. and drove, actually drove with the physical CD <laughs> burning of the masters <laughs> to the CD pressing plant. <laughs> and delivered it to them in person. And we got um, a batch of the CDs pressed and then delivered to us in time for the Spock Beard Tour. And all of the CDs that we sold of that, the beta EP, went on to fund Vox Humana. Um, but cool. I mean, that's all long in the past now. And this is the previous <laughs> album because we've got another album coming up. Um, but yeah, so that's a, I always find that story hilarious because it's just sheer absurdity of mixing a whole EP in in just one night with no sleep. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Since since then we've uh, well, definitely a lot has happened. We signed on to White Star Records, and yeah. um, that's been really good working with those guys. And uh, is the label from John Mitchell, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, John Mitchell and Chris Hillman, and they're both, um, yeah, I mean, we, we've had more contact with Chris because he deals with the business side okay, and kind of the admin yeah. and the, the boring, you know, businessy side of things, yeah. whereas John handles more the kind of um, creative, like, uh, advice and yeah. production advice and is, um, yeah, uh, but yeah, on the whole, it's been fantastic so far, so we've had no issues, no complaints, they've been a real joy to work with. And um, in terms of uh, Selects of Dreams itself, the album, um, the, the whole thing was pretty much written and recorded before we even approached White Star. So for them, it was like they received a, a complete package. So it's kind of a win-win <laughs> for everyone, really. Um, and it just, yeah, they, they really enjoyed the album, both, both Chris and John. And... Um, that's where it all kicked off. So, but uh, Vox Humana was not on, yeah, was not on White Star Records yet. No, no um, we, we put out Vox Humana independently. Um, yeah, but that's um, that's amazing given that, like, it's a huge double whatever concept album. Yeah, <laughs> and, it was a, uh, a lot of work to put that out independently, and I would not 
recommend <laughs> anyone do that when it's a big, massive double album. And not only are you releasing it independently, but you're also you also mixed it yourself, recorded most of it yourself, and also um, you don't have much of a team behind you, so you're having to do everything yourself. And yeah. that's one of the downsides with how we did the whole thing of releasing it independently was we'd have to do one thing at a time. You know, we'd focus on this thing, then when that thing was done, yeah. we'd focus on this thing. Whereas now, whilst the label are taking care of the promo of our upcoming album, um, we've got our manager who's dealing with a lot of like the press things and the social media stuff and organizing things. And then the band can focus on the creative stuff. So I've been working on videos for um, Kara's singles that we've been putting out recently. Um, and we'll continue to be putting out videos for future um, tracks on the album. And we've also already started writing the next album as well. So hopefully that isn't <laughs> like a massive three-year wait like it has been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, you mentioned uh, your video um, stuff. Uh, but you, mm -hmm. so you, um, before we delve deeper into all things Alexa Dreams and... Uh, all that stuff. Um, You're also doing videos for other bands, right? Yes. Yeah, um, yeah that's correct. Yeah, so I, um, as well as uh, the band itself, so I, I, there's three main things that I do in life that I focus on <laughs> in terms of kind of work-related things. Um, that's the band itself, Kairos, and all of my energy that I put into that, whether that be the writing or any of the kind of... Um, everything that comes with the band sure. and then i'm also a um, studio engineer so i work at a recording studio just down the road from here and that's kind of my main day job all right and um and then on the side kind of like a side job i also make music videos for bands and artists because um, i do a lot of animation and cg as well as live action filming and um Yeah, so I, I, that's that's how I've been keeping busy over the past few years, and I'm actually working on a couple of music videos at the moment for another band uh, called Tribasic. And um, yeah, so that, that's yeah, that's that's what I do. <laughs> um, so I think it was uh, when um, when I talked with my um, broadcast buddy Randy last year uh, at one of in one of the episodes about Elo Ilo's. Um, um video that you did for mm. which song was it was the first single uh re reanimate uh, was it yeah reanimate yeah, yeah that's it sure. i don't know how uh, i forgot because i spent a good <laughs> a month or so on that i think it was the, at that point where we um it, um of course i i knew that it was you um doing that video but that reminded me that a couple of weeks before or maybe two or three months before we already had another video that we we were watching together on the show uh that was done by you and your colleagues or something but we didn't remember and um we 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 have so we had so many um mentions so many bands and videos in the broadcast that I never had the time to check back which Uh, band or which video it was uh, mm. so so it would be funny to, maybe maybe we can find out uh, what 
what other other videos you did last year? Well, I actually, seeing as I'm at my computer, um, and before this call, I was working on a video. So I have my list of uh, project files here. So what, videos from last year? Yeah, I mean, uh, we could be mistaken, but I'm, but I'm pretty sure we had one. I put out a video for I Am The Morning. Maybe it's that one? Yeah, it could be. <laughs> Son of Psych for I, I Am The Morning. Because they put out a new album last year, The yeah, Bell. Yeah. And um, I did a video for them. Either that or maybe Lines in the Sky. I did a video for them as well. The, uh, no, that doesn't, band. doesn't ring a bell, actually. Or maybe... A bell. The <laughs> <laughs> bell, yeah. Uh, or there's Labate Scarp as well, uh, American band. Uh, or Not Otherwise Specified. That's another video I did. Um it's I think don't know if any of those ring a bell. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was uh, I am the morning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. No, that was a good yeah. one to work on. It was an animated one, like a 2D kind of top-down paper cut, cut-out kind of style. Yeah, no, I remember it was like with a bird, right? Oh, oh, that was that was uh, Mariana's video. Oh, ah, Jan uh, January. Yes. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. There was some, something else. Yeah. So Mariana from I'm the Morning, she approached me again to work on a video for her own solo album. Yeah. That was this year, right? At the beginning of this year. Yeah. So that was January, February. Yeah. That was with the bird. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For uh, <laughs> where is it? Where is it? For Still Life by Mariana. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Um, all right. Uh, I'm going to check out all those videos again. Um, yeah, so uh, going back to Kairos, that's why we're here today, right? And uh, <laughs> your upcoming album, Selexa Dreams, it's going to be out on May 19th. You have... Uh, June, June 19th. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still in May because, uh, let me tell you <laughs> something quickly, um, I'm, I'm, I'm confusing the months uh, lately a lot. I mean, uh, we all know that uh, time has been weird. Time is all molding, mel melting away right now. Yeah, it's just <laughs> that, that for once. And I, I was actually just between the two uh, interviews I'm recording uh, today. I was publishing the best of what's hot list um, for the month of May mm. um, that I wanted to publish yesterday, but didn't for obvious re reasons. Mm -hmm. And... Um, yeah, that was like your two videos were in it and uh, also two Haken videos that were released in May and a couple of other amazing videos. Um, yeah, but uh, that that brings me back to, to the June 19th. Um, you get, uh, yeah, big company on that release date. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's been... <laughs> I, I assume you're alluding to Haken's album. Yeah, and, and also there's Protest the Hero, for and example. Protest the Hero, yeah. It's, <laughs> uh, I, it's literally all I've been talking about with, um, with a few people over the past few days when it comes to anything related to Kairos. It's like, oh, are you guys worried about Haken <laughs> releasing their album on June 19th as well now? And, you know, I I would be lying if I said I wasn't annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was just talking with Louis from Evan Ivory, and they are releasing their album this this week, so on June fifth, mm 
mm-hmm. that was the original release date of Aiken. So yeah. they are they're like so they're actually benefited. <laughs> yeah, they they actually the their their album. They they plan to bring out their album The Long Dream One out on the same day as Caligula's Horse album w- w- was supposed to drop, mm. uh, but they are friends with them and so they talked about it. And as soon as they heard that uh, um, the new Caligula's Horse album Rise Radiant is gonna be released be released on that day, they said, "Okay, we're gonna we should move. We need to move our album." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I wish we could do that, but it's <laughs> no, too, yeah, it's it's too close now. <laughs> of course. And um, yeah, and another one uh, also I'm going to most probably have on the prog uh, cast is uh, Jahan from Tiberius. Um, I've been talking to him uh, over the last week uh, on and off. And uh, yeah, they accidentally had their singles released at the same at the same Fridays as the Haken <laughs> singles. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> it's a tough competition. Just, there's so much good music going on yeah, right now. It's just there's everyone's been working on stuff and now that it's like you know, especially with the lockdown, people are really pushing out pushing their albums now and um Everyone's got time to promote their releases because we don't have tours to do. We don't have gigs to yeah. plan for. We don't have any logistics to put in place. So it's like, okay, put all of our energy into social media and online promotion. And everyone seems to be, you know, pushing their releases hard. And I think we just, we got unlucky with, <laughs> with our release date. But, but, but talk, talk, talking about, um, yeah playing live not being able to play live and uh, also the lockdown um affecting the way the the focus uh on on what w- what bands are doing you guys came up with a with a pretty cool um series of mm. live streaming events actually so maybe you can uh tell us a little bit about that yeah of course it's, it um originally we put together a online live stream our isolation gig as we've been calling them um originally the first one was just a one-off because we thought oh why not you know everyone else is doing it let's do it and do it in a way that is very us with the humor and with the way we present it and um we, we always felt like when when we saw other bands do it that we could bring up the production value a bit and present it in a way that was very, it just looked very cool to watch. Um, and it went down really well. And even Haken actually shared it on their page and that brought over a lot of people. And uh, it was fantastic. And we thought, okay, I think we're motivated enough that we can do a second one. <laughs> so we did a second one and it went really well as well. It got a good good response. And um, it just, it seems to do a good job of, bringing new people to us who either share, you know, from other people who have shared the stream um, or have just stumbled on our page for one reason or another. And then they watch the video and they get to see a whole selection of songs as well as keeping the people who have already been following us interested and wanting to say, buy our merch or even send us a tip into a little PayPal tip jar thing. And like, it's been really good, really, really good. And now we thought, why not make it into a, a series for pretty much the rest of the year? Because 
the lockdown, although some countries are easing on the lockdown and some places are better than others, um, we know that gigging is not going to return to normality anytime soon. Yeah. And it could be until next year that we see normal gigging return. And we thought, let's take advantage of that. Let's keep this this thing going and put one out every month. Um, and I think people will really appreciate that. And it'll be a good opportunity to promote our new material as well as all of our previous stuff. And by the end of our upcoming online tour, which is what we're kind of calling it, um, we pretty much will have played our entire discography. <laughs> <laughs> so you 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 had uh, you streamed three of these uh, events so yes. far, right? So so far we've put out three, and um, we'll be putting out our next one on the twenty third or twenty second. I could be completely wrong with that, um, but it's uh, part of a series that we're calling Selexa Streams. <laughs> to you know play on the Selexa dreams album title and it's um just yeah it's just our way of saying okay we can't tour we can't do any gigs so let's bring the gigs to you via the internet and so next um, one is going to be a couple of days after the album release yes so actually i've got the poster up now it's on the 26th of june okay so so week after Yes. So what we're planning on doing is for that one, we're going to be playing the shorter songs from Selexa Dreams yeah. and um, maybe a song or two from an older album. And then the one after that, which is in July, the 17th of July, we'll play the longer tracks from Selexa Dreams. And yeah. Um, yeah, so those two streams will be our album promo streams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um we still haven't talked really about the album, I think. Yeah, 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 well. <laughs> I think there's there's a whole lot to talk about uh, with Selexa Dreams. Uh, uh, last night I listened to it for the first time. And oh, cool. Just, just now between the two interviews, I, I listened to it for the second time. Amazing. And even though I knew the three singles beforehand, I was, uh, when, when I, like click play and start it I was like oh damn even though I know the singles I didn't expect it to be that much 80s <laughs> 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 which was a cool yeah. thing because I was like okay okay I mean yesterday yesterday was a weird day with all that's going on uh, mm -hmm. of course in the United States and all that you can see online and and that was just like okay uh, this was just such a weird day, and now I'm suddenly in a happy mood. <laughs> so thank you for <laughs> well, that. <laughs> I'm glad that the music put you in a happy place because it's the least it's the least we can do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I think uh, the the of course the singles already um, showed that to mm. to a big extent actually. Um, yeah. But yeah, the whole album is actually very much in that vein, and that also, uh, like, uh, sets it apart sonically quite from from what you've de been doing before. I mean, you it's not completely new, but mm. you, like the the focus is very, very, very much on this kind of sound aesthetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's, right? it's, it was very much a, a conscious decision because I think the one thing that I keep noticing over the past few years is this massive resurgence in 80s production in music. But the thing is, I've not noticed this style of 80s production as much as I have, say, the retro wave kind of genre, which yeah. is a massive like internet phenomenon and yeah. there's a lot of artists out there that do it very well like Kavinsky or you know I, I'm not too familiar with like that scene but I know that that's a whole thing in of itself but I've never really tapped into that kind of 80s aesthetic yeah I'm more a fan of like the tears for fears yeah. kind of thing or <laughs> Duran Duran or um 80s Genesis or 80s Rush yeah. taking that kind of thing and modernizing it and kairosizing it putting in the kairos kind of stamp on it and um yeah so that's why it sounds less like i think a good example of someone who's taken who's gone down a different path is muse which with the simulation theory their yeah. most recent album that's more going down the retro wave path and a lot of the time when people say they're doing an 80s kind of album. They think of that. They think of the retro wave thing rather than this kind of thing, yeah. I think. Yeah. And don't yeah. get me wrong, the big gated drums, I think anyone will think of that when you think of an 80s-inspired album. There's plenty of gated, massive drums on this album, on Selected Dreams. But um, there's not that much in terms of, if any, of that kind of retro wave thing going on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that was very much a conscious decision. Um, but the rest of it is just, I think it's just a, is a result of all of the collective tastes in the band just evolving over the past few years. It's been a long time since Vox Humana and not just our tastes evolving, but circumstances evolving as well. With Vox Humana, we all were much closer together geographically in fact most of the bands well not most of them but half of the band lived under the same roof because we went to uni together yeah um but since then you know we've graduated from uni uh joey's back in the states um we've got different members of the band that are dotted all over the country so it's very much an entirely different way of working for this album compared to vox humana mm -hmm. and i think you can hear that in in its sound it's a much more how do I how do I put it? It's it's a much more uh, diverse sounding album, I think, in its styles and its genres and influences, but still has a few things that weave it together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you mentioned the long songs, so um, uh, I have it. No, I have it open here. Wait a sec. Where do I have it open? Uh, here, and. Yeah, there's definitely the 14-minute Inventa Black. Oh, yes, Inventa Black, yeah. And uh, Technology Killed the Kids 3. 3, which, yeah. Like, like uh, the heavy riff at the end was quite surprising. <laughs> was, <laughs> yeah. I, I thought, That's okay, yeah. they deciding to go prog metal for the, that portion of the album. Um, yeah, that... So yeah, there's 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 a lot of surprises there, and and as as uh, like long time listeners of the band will of course see that um, 
technology killed the kids already had like predecessors songs mm-hmm. um so that brings us maybe a little bit to the to the themes and and concepts if mm-hmm. there's uh such a thing and h- how it ties in with the with the previous albums and mm-hmm. and how the songs uh yeah if they're they're connected inside the album like within the <laughs> album yeah yeah there, there was um this album was written almost as a direct response to our experience of that time that i mentioned earlier 2015 2016 it was <laughs> um for me especially i was going through a lot uh in terms of just where my head was back then and um the stress of Vox Humana and everything that was tied to that uh, had a profound effect on me and my mental health. And this is something that I'm normally very private about when talking about it. But I recently I've been trying to get away from being so private about it because Mm -hmm. it it shouldn't be a taboo thing to talk about mental health and how you're feeling. And that's a healthy thing. You know, this is something that everyone should be comfortable talking about. Absolutely. And back then, it's, it is one of those things that I thought, okay, I need to write about all of this. And the first track that was written for the album was Two Frames of Panic, which was our third single that came out recently. Yeah. And actually, back then, that track was, a, was called Selexa Dreams. That was originally going to be a title track. Yeah. Um, but we decided against that. And um, it just, it ended up evolving into the track that it is now. Um, and I think that broke a lot of new ground for me because I, I'd never written about my personal experiences in terms of my mental health, about uh, that that kind of thing. I'd never really gone into that much detail before through songwriting. Yeah. Um, and um, it felt good. It felt good to, to talk about it. So I think the natural evolution was that another song came along and I would write lyrics that were more along that line as well. And then another song and then fast forward a couple of years and we've got a whole album where there is very much a theme to it. And that is it's a collection of experiences and short stories based around mental health and Mm -hmm. um, the effects of the things that happen around us and how that they can have a profound effect on us. Mm. Um, and that can range from, for example, two frames of panic is about my experiences with medication and antidepressants. And I was put on antidepressants back then. And, um, the lyrics delve into my experiences on what the dreams were like. Because I had some really weird dreams when I was on on that medication, okay, yeah. And um, and then after that, off the back of that, that's where the album title came from. And um, and then other tracks like Invanta Black is all about um, kind of coming to terms with our own faults and realizing our mannerisms and our our personality traits and how certain traits can trigger certain neurotic behaviors and um, just coming to terms with our own mental health, basically. Mm-hmm. And then in motion is about, I mean, it, it hits, it literally hits the whole theme of what I was going through in 2016, right on the head. And that was just being so burned out working 
ridiculous hours and not sleeping that much to the point that you completely burn out. I can very much relate to that. I had uh, similar <laughs> times in my life. Mm, I'm sure everyone has a has a similar experience of just burning themselves out and then learning a very valuable lesson from that. Wow. Yeah, deep deep um deep thoughts there and but <laughs> but but I think it's 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 amazing and it's beautiful that at least what I can gather gather from the from what I can see from the from from our little scene if there's such a thing in the prog scene it's more at least there it's more and more um normal to be open about and outspoken about these things mm. um yeah i i really like that and and especially with with music that uh can be uh cathartic for both the composer and 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 um performers as well as the audience that is listening um just um leprous pitfalls from last year for example um uh that kind of stuff yeah it's uh mm. I, yeah i i really don't know where i would be if it wasn't for the fact that i can get my thoughts out in this way you know be yeah. able to write music and write lyrics and apply them to music it's a very as you say it is very cathartic and it does a lot of good um and also yeah being able to discover music and and how certain pieces of music can have a positive effect on you yeah. it's um yeah i feel very grateful to be in 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 a position where i even the thought of anything that we put out having that effect on someone else is like just an incredible feeling you know it's absolutely incredible to think that um something that was born out of my own experiences having you know turning this thing into a thing that other people can enjoy is very very motivating that's awesome that's that's uh yeah i i really love that uh uh yeah the direction um i see in 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 our scene if there's such a thing but mm -hmm. for, for me it it is and it's it's good it's great and i see it as a lot of positive change i think that we're we're reaching the end for of of this interview it's been a pleasure to talk uh, to you uh, thank you for all the insights in in the into the kairos universe <laughs> and into, You're very welcome. into the Selexa dreams. Yes. Um, all the best for the album release and also um, for the for the streaming um, plans. Mm -hmm. All the all the all the streams that you've done so far are still on, um, still on YouTube, right? So yeah, they're all on YouTube and on our Facebook page as well. You can always go onto the videos section and watch them there as well. All right, very cool. Yeah, actually, the last one I couldn't uh, last last week. Yeah, it was like yeah, one and a half weeks ago was the third one, mm -hmm. and on Saturday, and I was watching um, Green Carnation from Norway, mm. and so I was watching. Uh, I, I I watched uh, the isolation gig number three on Sunday evening. 
I think, <laughs> nice. or, some, or Monday, whenever I found the time. We originally wanted to put that one out on Friday, but then IQ announced their stream oh, yeah, <laughs> at the exact at the... same time. So we thought, okay, we'll move it to Saturday. <laughs> on, on, the, <laughs> on that Friday, I actually had also three or four other streams apart from <laughs> apart from IQ. I, yeah. I don't remember which what, what was it. Anyway, there's so many streams going on, but I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that that means the uh, the scene is healthy and the musicians yeah, keep keep creative and and busy and um yeah it's it's a it's a great way to to also connect with the fans and like stay relevant in in absolutely in, yeah absolutely. in a sense um, maybe one last uh, one last question or one last thought that I want to yeah, put out there um, and see what you think about it. Uh, the one thing that I've also been discussing with my broadcast buddy Randy uh, concerning these streams is uh, that we had the feeling once there was like the market was like so quickly oversaturated with streams and most of them are where and are still are for free we 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 had like or I think Randy came up with the with a concern that maybe just like uh back then when when streaming started and um suddenly so much music was available to them uh without like paying for every single track or album um that m there might be the risk that the audience gets like uh, complacent uh, in a way and also maybe will feel entitled to free streams in the future i, I, I get mm -hmm. that like as a small band it doesn't feel right maybe or you think people wouldn't would never really like pay like a ticket for our stream and on the other hand if we if we might be um confronted with the with the possibility that the um the ability to tour or play live will not will not be not co be coming back for for a much longer time um that um yeah we i think artists definitely should uh yeah think about that and try and and see to how to navigate this uh you, you, you know uh you get what i mean yeah no i do <laughs> i know what you mean it's it's tough because Having to factor in that this could be the case for the foreseeable future, um, coupled with the fact that gigging is definitely one of the primary ways that we would bring in the band's income, yeah. it's kind of tough to justify like the idea of doing it for um, for free. But at the same time, there's definitely a lot of pros in our situation yeah. versus cons. Um, given the fact that we're a new band um, and also given the fact that we have the time and the energy somewhat yeah. <laughs> I'll say somewhat because it does take a lot of time and energy to pull those together yeah, and uh, coordination imagine. but um, I think we're we're more in a position that we're wanting to lift people's spirits yeah. through this Beautiful. time 
give people live music and give people an op opportunity to discover us. And um, if it puts a smile on their face, then great. And if they don't enjoy it, then, you know, they can scroll down, keep scrolling. And it's like, we like the idea of that, you know, we like the yeah. idea of um, popping up on someone's newsfeed on Facebook and then them listening for a few seconds and thinking, oh, what's this, you know? And then next thing they've purchased our entire back catalog <laughs> on Bandcamp or on our big cartel store. And it's it, that has happened as a result of um, of these live streams. And Great. Yeah, it's, that's, it's, that's how it should be. And I think that that's also something maybe I'm, I'm reading too much into it or also maybe I'm reading too much into the prog scene. But I, I do think that the prog audience is definitely one to to buy more th physical um yeah, definitely. things absolutely for once and um i think the fear that randy um voiced that people might uh, f f uh start feeling entitled to free live streams at one point i was maybe more um uh, I think that, that that would be more of a bigger issue for like big bigger bands more more in the mainstream. I I I, yeah, I, I, think I don't was, don't see that in 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 the progressive uh, yeah yeah. Uh, I think it's a very there's a different dynamic in the progressive music scene. I think fans are very very loyal in this scene, yeah. and they're more than willing to part ways with their cash to support bands that they like, which is amazing to see in this day and age when m most other scenes, there's barely any money there and it's all based on streaming and um, even with merch and ticket sales, that's kind of it, you know, and it's not that much. But for a band like us, who are still very small, to be able to invest all of that money back into the band and it keeps us going um, is, is, is incredible, you know? Um, I don't think there's many bands at this level in other scenes that can say the same thing because the, um, the fans are incredibly loyal and I think they know that that's how you support up and coming bands. You invest in them and you keep them going and you buy their music in the best possible way you know rather than just streaming it you buy a physical cd or a vinyl or or whatever um or buy the merch it, it helps a lot awesome i think that was a, a great last uh, thought to to elaborate on a little bit here and also beautiful um yeah view of the progressive music scene that i definitely share and, yes, uh, it's a very special community. <laughs> it is, and I'm I'm super. I'm I think I it's it. I'm not exaggerating if I say that I'm happy each and every day that I'm part of it, and <laughs> that I can be part of it. And uh, because there's so many beautiful uh, people out there um, that you can connect with through the music, or that you got to know only because of the music. Absolutely. Um, on that note, all the best to you, Adam. Thanks to, for being on the broadcast. Um, Thank you very much. My pleasure. 
good luck for uh, the album release and the um, streaming concerts once again. Hope mm-hmm. to see you, you on the road again at some point in the future. Yes, fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I'm just going to watch you on whatever screen <laughs> is available. <Yeah. laughs> um, all right. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, stay safe. Um, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Listen to amazing music as you always do. And uh, don't forget to subscribe and uh, whatnot. And also check out the Spotify playlist uh, that I'm gonna post in the article and everywhere on the socials. See you next week. The broadcast is a production of Stuus Media and is recorded at the Moonbase Studios in Munich. It is produced by Randy M. Salo, Janine Stengel Lewis, Blake Lewis. Kai Metzner, and Dario Albrecht. Our theme music is by This Is Not An Elephant.